Great. Thank you, Avi. Thank you, Liz. Just so encouraging, isn't it, to hear these different stories and all that God has done, is doing in the life of our church. Listen, this morning we are in part five of our Blueprint series. We're opening up just a few verses in Acts chapter two, and we're seeing really the, the blueprint, the blueprint for church life. We're living in very unusual times, so we need a, a timeless blueprint, don't we? And Acts chapter two gives that for how the church can flourish and thrive. And this morning, we're looking at the subject of of fellowship, of what it means to be devoted to the fellowship, the community of the life of the church. That's what it says in Acts 2, chapter 42, that they were devoted to fellowship. Now, what does that word mean? Well, let's just um, start by by applying it to ourselves. I'm going to hand this straight back to you. It's Social Sunday, so I'm hoping that lots of you are in homes together, uh, enjoying uh, each other's company. So I'm going to hand this straight back to you, and we're going to begin by something very simple, and we're going to share with each other just something that has made us smile this week. Nothing more or less complex than that. What has made you smile this week? Listen, if you are watching this on your own, I want you to know you are absolutely with us. We're really glad that you're here. You might want to type something into the chat and the host can engage with you. But my question for just one minute, very simply is, what has made you smile this week? Great, let's come back together and continue on together. So what does this word fellowship that we read about in Acts 2.42 mean? Well, really to get to the heart of it, because it's not a word that we use that often. And when it has been used in church culture, it's tended to be a little bit, possibly even cliched or even embarrassing. But what does the actual ultimate word mean? Well, it's a, it's a Greek word, because Luke wrote Acts in Greek, and he used a word in Greek that, that goes like this, koinonia. And that's the word that's translated into English as fellowship. But it's such a rich and deep and multi-layered word, the Greek word, that we haven't really got an immediate automatic translation that encompasses all that it means. So in the 20 times that it's used in the New Testament, it's translated in, in a number of different ways, each of which gets to a, a kind of a, a, an angle of this word koinonia. So in different parts of the Bible, it's translated fellowship, as it is in Acts chapter 2, but it's also translated participation in and partnership with, and contributing to, and taking part in, and sharing with. All of those words help us to encompass, or help to encompass the full meaning of this wonderful word, koinonia. And I want to really major on that last one, sharing. And I think the word share, sharing in the life of, encompasses something at least of what's at the heart of this word koinonia. It's about sharing all of our lives together. 
It's not just about sharing a reason to smile as we have done recently. It's about sharing the whole of our Christian faith. It's about sharing uh, the spiritual and natural and practical gifts that God's given us. It's about sharing our suffering and our hardships, our good times and our bad times. It's about sharing our hearts and dreams and our purpose in Christ together. Koinonia Fellowship is about sharing our whole lives together in community and in friendship. And I'm so grateful. I've been in King's Church now for 11 years, and I'm really grateful for what I've experienced in this regard, koinonia, the sharing of life together. It reminds me of the time many years ago when someone spent a a number of days praying and fasting just, just for me and actually speaking something of God's heart and promises and plans over me with regard to the church leadership, which was ever so precious at the time and is now. It reminds me of the time when someone in this church heard that I lost a holiday at the last minute because the company in question had gone bust and they just paid for a brand new one for me to go on. It reminds me of the time that Caroline and I returned from our honeymoon to find that our whole flat had been redecorated by a bunch of people in King's Church. We did know about it, I hasten to add. And it reminds me of the time when I was really struggling with the challenges of church leadership and unexpectedly I made myself pretty vulnerable publicly and all that I met with was love and encouragement and support. That's the kind of koinonia, the sharing life fully in Christ with each other that I think is what Luke is talking about in Acts chapter 2. But let's be real with each other, okay? It's not always, it's not always the highs, there are plenty of lows when it comes to Christian fellowship and community and friendship. I've experienced those. I know what it is to be hurt or let down by people in the life of the church. And I certainly know what it is to hurt and to let down and to disappoint people in the church myself. It's, it's highs and lows and everywhere in between when it comes to fellowship, community, sharing life together. And maybe, you're, maybe you've experienced some of the lows. Maybe that's more where you're at at the moment that actually you either are or are tempted to kind of withdraw and step back from fellowship, from sharing in the life of a community of believers. And I just want to say to you that that may well be understandable in, in many ways. I don't know your situation. Um, and it's tempting to do that. But it really, I want to say to you that it, it's just totally contrary to the, the way in which the Bible understands the church to work. It's contrary to the way God's designed us and his church to flourish and thrive. Solo Christianity, even if you come into the right meetings, it's just not an option in the Bible. We are, listen, we, we, we're designed to reflect the image of God. That's the big backstory to the Bible. And God is a fellowship. That's right at the heart of who God is. Father, Son, Spirit, a fellowship, a community, sharing in life with each other perfectly. And we are made in that image to both demonstrate that reality and to experience that reality. And I'll put it to you, that's why we yearn, don't we? All of us, we yearn for for deep friendship, for genuine community, for a community in which we're known and loved and in which we get to know and to love. So I want to get practical this morning. I don't want to, just want to put the theology to you. I'm going to ask you a, a series of questions that I want you to engage with in fellowship, in community, with those uh, that you're in a home with this morning. And I'm going to ask you three questions around what it means to share in the life of. And I'm going to ask you to try and apply those together and then we'll come back to a little bit of teaching each time. Listen, if you are on your own this morning, I say again, we're, we're so glad that you're here. Please don't zone out 
Why not put some comments in the, in the chat section? The host will engage with you. Why not find a way later in the week, perhaps, to go through some of these questions with somebody else? I want you in this moment to choose to believe that God is speaking to you this morning and he is here for you as well this morning. So we're going to dive into a second text. It's John, sorry, 1 John and chapter 1 and verses 1 to 7. And John will show us the first two types of sharing in the life of and give us two specific ways, almost said it, specific ways to apply that together. So John, 1 John chapter 1 and verses 1 to 7. This is at the end of the first century. John's an old man by now, but he has lost none of his passion and zeal for the person of Jesus. Listen to how John describes Jesus in this beautiful text. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we looked upon and have touched with our hands concerning the word of life, speaking about Jesus. The life was made manifest and we have seen it and testified to it and proclaimed to you the eternal life which was with the Father and was made manifest to us. That which we've seen and heard, we proclaim also to you so that you may have fellowship with... Stop. Now at this moment, you expect him to write fellowship with him, right? With Jesus. You expect John to say, that which we have seen and heard, we proclaim also to you so that you too may have fellowship with him, Jesus. That's what we'd expect him to write, okay? But he doesn't. He writes that you may have fellowship with us. You see, for John, fellowship, koinonia, sharing in the life of, is, is entirely interchangeable. And that is ultimately, first point this morning, what Christian fellowship is. It's a, a unity with each other that ultimately comes from a unity with Christ. It's a love for each other that ultimately stems from being first loved by Christ. It's a commitment to each other that ultimately stems from the commitment of Christ to us and his church. We are united primarily not by our political allegiance or our ethnicity or our marital status or our socioeconomic background or our educational credentials. People, the, the body of Christ is united by, by Christ, by our allegiance to him. That's what binds us together in fellowship with each other because he's bound us to himself in fellowship with himself. Now look how John finishes this sentence. That which we have seen and heard, we proclaim also to you so that you too may have fellowship with us. And indeed, our fellowship, our koinonia, our sharing in the life of, is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. See, it's entirely interchangeable for John. Our horizontal relationship with each other stems from our vertical relationship with God. So what's the first way in which we develop Christian fellowship, sharing in the life of? Well, we do what? John does here. We, we share Jesus with each other. I'm going to throw this back to you and ask you to do a little bit of this with whoever is in a home, whoever you're with at the moment. And I want you to spend just three minutes just sharing with each other, just like John, the thing about Jesus at the moment that makes you go, wow. The thing about Jesus at the moment that makes you go, wow. In other words, just share something with each other that you love about Jesus. And if you're not a Christian or you've got loads of questions here at the moment, why don't you flip it around and share a question that you have about Jesus? I'm going to give you three minutes and then we'll come back for the next part of this message.
Okay, welcome back. Can we just come uh, back into this part of this morning and bring what I'm sure are brilliant conversations to a conclusion? So we've shared a smile. We've then got into Christian fellowship more deeply and shared Jesus with each other. And now I want us to consider something a bit more challenging, perhaps, and sharing a struggle with each other. Sharp intake of breath in various homes. Okay, look at what John goes on to say. Dive into verse 5 of 1 John chapter 1. This is the message we have heard from him and proclaimed to you, that God is light and in him there is no darkness at all. If we say we have fellowship, koinonia, with him while we walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. You see again the interchangeability of fellowship with God, fellowship with each other. Now what's John saying? He's pointing out quite bluntly that we, we can't claim to share in the life of the light of the world, Jesus, if we're walking in darkness. Doesn't make sense. Contradictory. At which point, if we're honest with ourselves and with each other, we could feel a, a little bit helpless perhaps because if we are honest with ourselves and with each other, which of us doesn't have things that are, are frankly pretty dark in our thinking or our character or our actions? We're all works in progress, to put it mildly. But John, the good news is John, God ultimately, doesn't leave us feeling a little bit hopeless. He says that the way to fresh fellowship and sharing in the light with God is to receive the forgiveness of Jesus in the context of horizontal fellowship with one another. That's the solution, John says. Again, the interchangeability of the vertical and the horizontal. So the next bit of sharing I want you to do requires a bit of vulnerability. I want us in the home in which we're currently in or the garden to, to share a struggle with each other. In other words, to share something in your life that is more dark than it is light, which sounds a bit scary, but I want to encourage you, this is very normal Christian biblical living might be the confession of our sin, in which case we, we get to welcome the fresh forgiveness of Jesus, not least through the prayers of each other, as John says in this very letter a few verses later. Or alternatively, it might be the confession of just where life is hard or confusing because circumstances are, are as they are. Or other people's sin have made things hard or confusing. And if that's the case, we, we get to welcome the comfort of God. How? Through the comfort of his people, as it says in 2 Corinthians 1.3. And we get, to, we get to welcome the power of God to change situations through the prayers of his people. James 5.16. I, I know this is a little bit scary. I know we need to be sensible and sensitive depending on the context that we're in but but listen my, my story is this just speaking personally my most profound near fellowship sharing in the life of experiences in this church have not entirely but often come through this kind of thing where rather than just talking about the the nice things of life I've been able to say look this is where I'm weak this is where things are hard this is where sin is tripping me up and I've been able to welcome the, the prayers, the, the love, the kindness, the challenge, the wisdom of the fellowship of God. It can be and has been for me some most shaping experiences. And my prayer is if it will be so for you right now, or at least it will begin that process. Let's take four minutes doing that together and then we'll come back for the final part of this message.
Wonderful, do bring those conversations, if you don't mind, to a close and just come back into this uh, last part of the message. I'm sure there are some great conversations going on and we're gonna make space for them to continue. So don't worry, it's not a, a four minute only thing. And the final aspect, it's only one other, one other aspect, there are many, but the final aspect this morning of, of sharing in the common life with each other is not just sharing a smile or sharing Jesus or sharing a struggle, but it's sharing our stuff. Uh, and that's not something that John touches on in this letter that we've been looking at, but it is very much part of the understanding of koinonia, of sharing in the life of, is that we share our resources. In case you think I'm just making that up or putting something in that's not there, let me just remind you, Acts 2, when it says that koinonia is fellowship, just a couple of verses later, it describes the fellowship, the sharing in the life of, like this. In verse 44, it says, All who believed were together and had all things in common. And they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as any had need. And Acts 4.34 says the same thing. And just to kind of hammer the point home, the writer of Hebrews, who actually uses the word koinonia, and this instance it's translated share, says this, do not neglect to do good and to share what you have for such sacrifices are pleasing to God. Sharing our stuff with each other in the, in the context that ultimately it's God's stuff is right at the heart of fellowship, of koinonia. It's been my own experience just the last month. I'll give you some examples. The last month, I've been on holiday uh, with a car roof box lent to me by somebody in this church. In the last month or later on this week, I'm, someone's going to lay a carpet with some underlay given to me by someone in this church. I've recently, last week, ate a takeaway bought by someone in the life of this church. And just last week, somebody in this church came and weeded our garden. It's people sharing their stuff as part of fellowship, as part of koinonia. So final question is perhaps the most challenging of all this morning, particularly in our, frankly, individualistic culture is, is there anything you need? Is there anything you need? Now, I'm not talking about, yeah, I, I need a bigger flat screen TV so I can watch more Netflix, but I am talking about being secure and safe enough to say, actually, I'm experiencing lack in this area. Can you help? And at the same time, being secure and safe enough in our identity in God to say, actually, I'm experiencing abundance in this area. Can I help? So my question, very simply, is, last question is, can we share our stuff?
Great. Hope you've been having some great conversations. Can't wait to perhaps hear about the various ways that things and hearts and struggles and highs are being shared in our community today. And I'm sure these things will continue, these discussions will continue on through the service and I trust perhaps in context over lunch and over today and, and through the week. In a moment, we're going to close this message with a, a benediction, a blessing that we're going to speak out loud to each other in the context in which we're in. And then we'll go into a time of, of prayer and reflection and sung worship. And like I say, you may want to continue some of these conversations and perhaps pray together in various different ways. You may want to reflect on your Acts 2.42 devotion to the fellowship. Where are you at in that? To put it a different way, as, as I often say, are you both feet in with this church community, sharing our full lives together, including all the highs and the lows that, that bring? Perhaps these moments are a time for repentance or a time for healing. Wherever you're at, come to the God who doesn't put in place some cold organizational system. Come to the God who invites us into a fellowship with him, who is a fellowship, who invites us into friendship, into the sharing of the divine life. Come to him this morning. So let's turn together and let's say out loud together these wonderful words from scripture. God is faithful by whom you were called into the fellowship of his Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all.